1: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
2: Mallor here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. With one of over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
1: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
5: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Hello and welcome. It's our number two, our number two of our radio program. We go to the NFL where the rules Gestapo are planning to crack down on players taunting good idea, bad idea. We'll answer that question and go into great detail right now. In hour number two, those meddling owners are at it again. Again. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are together in the air everywhere as we wind back the clock coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful. Microphones of FSR emanating live from the bowl, but not that bowl, the, the fish bowl. The magic radio box here, the Fox Sports Radio Studios. And so our lead this hour coming from the rule book. That's right, the rule book, the NFL. As they are known to do, uh, as they often do, they have decided to make some changes, changes for 2021. Now, some of these things have been announced in you know, recent months. We didn't really pay that much attention. But have you seen the latest here? Perhaps not. I will give you the Cliff Notes version. So the NFL announced on Tuesday, 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 that it plans to crack a Laka down on taunting. Uh, this upcoming season, because this is the number one complaint fans have. i doing sports talk radio, the pulse of the people. The number one complaint, oh, that taunting. I just don't like that taunting, uh, unless that's not true. In a parallel dimension where the NFL operates, that is true. And so they sent out a series of uh, messages to social media and it had the players watch as well. A more strictly enforced penalty for taunting. Uh, News from from the NFL came out uh, with an annual rule change video, point of emphasis video, as they call it. Now, in the clip, you can't obviously watch it either because you're blind or we're all blind, we're on radio. But in the clip that discussed taunting penalties, the video revealed that two taunting penalties will result in an automatic ejection Uh, and that other actions like fines, Suspensions will be at the discretion of the rules Gestapo of the NFL, depending on the severity of the taunt. So now it's a judgment call on taunting. Now, game officials have been instructed to strictly enforce the taunting rules. Now, the NFL got its round of Twitter applause from the blue check marks, who, of course, are... Very happy about this. The upstanding scribes that cover football loving the crackdown on shenanigans. Not that they don't love to write about when the shenanigans happen. Anyway, let us discuss the question. The NFL cracking down on taunting in 2021 with punishment that could result in suspension, fines, automatic ejection. Good idea, bad idea. All right, so it's not a good idea. It's not a bad idea. It is a terrible idea. You give this one side eye is what you do. Now, my thoughts on this. Unpopular opinion. I've got worms, Jack Nicholson, and court-martialed. And we will tie all of these things together like mashed potatoes with gravy. One of the great side dishes. Underrated. Mashed potatoes with gravy. Now, A, this is, as I said, an unpopular opinion, uh, but I believe it will backfire. It's a mistake, and we're here to point out mistakes. This is something that did not need to be done. No one, no one was at their wits end with the NFL because of taunting. The NFL rules police have way too much time on their hands. We have said this in many respects for the NFL. The NFL should not be investigating players. They don't have subpoena power. It's silly when they do that. They look like the Keystone Cops. But the rules police, every year they add new layers of red tape to the rule book. And they get together at some swanky tropical resort. It's either Hawaii, Southern California, somewhere in Florida most of the time and they got their Hawaiian shirts on, they bring their families, they're wearing flip-flops, and they have to go to these board meetings for a couple hours a day, and they march in there from the sandy beaches of a tropical oasis. And like any bureaucracy, it always starts out with good intentions. In the land of good intentions, unintended consequences can sometimes turn a good idea into a complete disaster, like adjudicating the rules and changing the rules year to year. Uh, And and this will, I believe, turn out to be a prime example. It is a can of worms. It is a can of worms, and you open the can, and they they go everywhere. Now, a solution that is in search of a problem. This is not a problem. Did anyone think this was a problem? Now, we know the margins are thin, between wins and losses, wins and blankety-blank losses. Can you imagine a world where you end up losing a game as a direct result of what is ultimately a subjective, not objective, a subjective call, a judgment call by a referee or somebody up the eye in the sky on what crosses the line of taunting? It's one man's opinion. Right. Now, we hear so many people in Sports Talk uh, Radio that, that, that say, hey, a flow of the game, that's the most important thing. Players and coaches will often complain that uh, these penalties mess up the rhythm of play. Now, an NFL broadcast, they did a study several years back, the average NFL broadcast, which goes way over three hours, seems like lately, the last couple of years, it's over four hours, the actual football action is less than 20 minutes. Over those three hours. The actual game action, less than 20 minutes, about 18 minutes of action. And so the TV breaks and the lag time just expand and they'll expand even more because you'll you'll then have to have a powwow to decide what taunting is. And is this, does this rise to the level of an ejection? Now, part B of this, let, let me give you the naked truth. All right, let me give you the naked truth. Taunting and trash talk, and I put those in the same basket. I put those things in the same basket, are an integral part of the game and mostly benign, right? Mostly benign. Trash talk mixed with showmanship, the razzmatazz. It's in the DNA of the sport. And as Jack Nicholson famously said, you can't handle the truth. If you want pure sportsmanship, I recommend golf. I recommend playing golf. Golf is called the gentleman's game for a good reason. They have their very own rules of etiquette. That's golf. In a side-by-side comparison, the NFL is barbarically played by guys that fly around like torpedoes and human battering rams. That's football. And so you're telling me now with a straight face that – the players that are all gassed up for a Sunday game are supposed to refrain from some good-natured taunting and act like, what, androids? Who are the people that think this is realistic? What a bunch of dum-dums. A bunch of dum-dums. And I, I like to believe, and maybe I'm, I'm just outdated, I'm antiquated, but I think to play football at a high level, you've got to be a little wacky and you've got to have some il- unfiltered rage in you to play at the highest level of football. Those visceral reactions, when you had something go right, when you had a, a play go your way, a, an emotional game, those are essential. But no, 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 no no taunting. Uh, some of the most memorable moments in NFL history have happened as a direct result of taunting. They have. I'll give you an example. Years ago, I, I don't think I was even alive when this happened, but i seen it on YouTube. There was a wide receiver named T.O., Terrell Owens of the 49ers, they were in in Texas playing the Cowboys, and T.O. had scored a touchdown. He ran out to the center field star logo and attempted to spike the ball when a Cowboys defensive player came over and pushed him away. Tremendous. That was T.O. taunting the Cowboys, and then that led to uh, one of the great moments for Jerry Jones, defending the honor of the star. More recently, we had Buck's defensive back, Antoine Winfield Jr., who taunted Tyreek Hill of Kansas City in the Super Bowl. We all saw it, right? Remember the peace sign, the famous sign that Tyreek Hill makes, the cheetah. When he makes a big play, he does the peace sign. Uh, well, that was Winfield uh, Jr. giving it to Tyreek Hill in the Super Bowl. Is that a penalty now? Would that be outlawed? Because that's taunting. That is taunting, right, by the letter of the law, That's taunting. All right, last word here. So my theory is that the people who get most offended by taunting are the people that are on the wrong end of these outcomes, like the coaches that aren't very good at coaching, the players that aren't very good at tackling. It's the same philosophy I have when we talk every year at the beginning of college football season, there's a a money weekend, a couple of money weekends where – the good teams invite the bad teams in, give them a big fat check to be a tomato can and to run up the score on. Them. And there's always people that get their panties all bunched up and they get very upset uh, and they're, they're angry by this. But it, it's like the people that they get upset running up the score, the people making the most noise are all on the same side. It's not open heart surgery. So to rephrase this, if you make a great play – I believe you let the other player uh, know that you've made a great play. And if you can't handle that player uh, reminding you that they've made a great play, you play better, uh, and then you don't have to worry about it. It's very simple. Uh, Now, if you're getting boat race, there is an exception here. Here's the only rule I would put in. Here's how I would solve this problem. And I would punish players for taunting, but only in this respect. If you are getting your face smashed in, Boat raced, and you celebrate. You should be court-martialed. You should be court-martialed, guilty on all charges. That's a high crimes misdemeanor situation. We've all seen the awkward sack dance down thirty-eight to seven in the fourth quarter, and you sack the opposing quarterback and do a little hop hop. Now that's uncomfortable. That's uh, that's cringeworthy. Now, the worst defender I can recall recently, that creepy quarterback of the Texans. Remember the playoff game against the Colts a while back there, a couple years ago, trailing 21-0 late in the first half of a playoff game with Indy? And Deshaun Watson, he ran for a first down. He ends up out of bounds. He then pops back up and proceeded to celebrate. First down! He gave the referee sign. That is clown car ready. I would have thrown him out of the game. That, you should throw them out. See, because you're down three touchdowns, you do that. Come on. That crapola needs to be outlined. But uh, I am okay with uh, with suspending players who do that, that kind of egregious act. But if you celebrate, if it's a close game, within reason, uh, then uh, no need for this kind of punishment. Playful trash talk and taunting are perfectly fine. And if you talk the talk, you got to back it up, right? you got to back it up. And, and those are some of the great moments is when somebody that talks trash ends up looking like a donkey. Those are some of the great moments in sport. And if you don't have that trash talk and that taunting, it takes away some of the most amazing moments, right? The big bully who's, like, better than everyone and tells everyone about it. And then when they lose, it's – It's David versus Goliath, but the only reason that worked is because Goliath was taunting David and talking trash, and that's why that was such a more important uh, upset, so important that they put it in the Bible. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about that or anything else? We'll take your phone calls here at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the radio program. And you can join the festivities here. We will open up the phone lines. You can also interact with us on social media. You want to comment about anything that you have seen, heard, or done on the show? At Ben Maller on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Ben Maller on Fox. Our Facebook show page is Ben Maller Show. And uh, most of the time, usually on the weekends, on Saturday at some point, either on Facebook or Twitter, I will do an ask Ben because uh, you know, I get some time to myself on the weekends. I'm working opposite ske- opposite hours of my uh, my wife, so I've got some downtime usually, and so I'll uh, I'll kill a you know, forty minutes or something like that. Most of the time on a Saturday, either on Facebook or on Twitter, I'll do like a a flash mob ask Ben, and and that's that's how we do it. So anyway, all right, straight ahead for us unacceptably bad, unacceptably bad, bad to the bone. We'll get to that, and we will do it next.
6: Good morning, good morning. The best part of waking up, it's Ben Maller on the
7: air. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2
0: a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: well it's lead
4: it night.
3: Alley cats are creeping. They're looking for
6: some place to go. The night
3: owls are up. Sleepy heads are sleeping. It's time for the Ben Malles show. Most are unable to lend an ear to the Ben Maller Show all night long, but with podcasting, you can get caught up on unique show moments that you might have missed. The Ben Maller Show podcast is available on iHeart and wherever you get your podcasts, a piece of cake and upsets the corporate guys. Now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. No, it just ain't the
6: same without Eddie Garcia. No, it never seemed right to me.
2: Tell that to Blind Scott. That it
6: just
3: ain't the same. Yeah. Without little Justin Cooper.
2: Little Justin? That's offensive. So with me. Oh, that's good. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show. The Midnight Walker writes in. Says, great monologue, Ben. I used to love as a kid watching Billy White Shoes Johnson dance in the end zone. The old Houston Oilers after a punt return for a touchdown. Today... He would be crucified. There you go. A lot of no fun league comments. Many more. Uh, Who else do we have? Let's see here. Uh, Rob the Goatman says, How much damage control had to be done after Justin in Cincinnati ripped Rachel on the air twice? Uh, That's a random question, which is a bit of a non sequitur, but nothing on my end. I I feel like we've lost uh, Rachel and Montebello as a caller. Which is unfortunate. I, I like Rachel. These other guys take the shots. There, so. I have not checked to see if she sent an email. I don't know if Rachel Minebello does email in Southern California. I don't know if she has that or not. Uh, VJ says, where have, you, where have you gone, Jerry Glanville? The no fun league. No, Jerry came up with not for long. That was his line. Not for long. If you make calls like that, uh, was his line to a college official who was just starting out as an NFL referee. The Burner account from Parts Unknown says, Benjamin, what the hell is the NFL doing? All the problems the NFL has, and they choose to poke holes at this rule. What a bunch of blind scots, jerks they are. Guess it's back to the No Fun League Uh, again. uh, A-plus on the monologue, Benjamin. You get a mismatch. Well, thank you for that. I I feel like I've earned The mismatch. Just Josh, one of these Cincinnati bros, says, I don't recall any NFL players complaining about taunting. And what gives a referee the power to decide whether the wag of my finger to another player and saying not in my house is taunting? I call it gamesmanship. It's uh, Just Josh. Uh, It's also entertainment, right? This is a TV show, and it's supposed to be entertaining. And that is a form of entertainment. Uh, now, the other side of the aisle, the grumpy old man David writes in from Parts Unknown says, Sportsmanship was forever damaged by the uh, mental uh, child. Uh, he says here, uh, Muhammad Ali, taunting is infantile. Uh, Davy, the old grumpy old man, says, A man has self control. A man has self control, Davy. Okay, there you go. That's the, it's actually the burner account for Roger Goodell is what that is, I, I guess. I'm throw that out there. All right, to the phones we go. And uh, let's say hello to Edwin, who's going to lead off this segment. Hello, Edwin
6: in Greensboro. What's going on, Edwin? How are we doing today? Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm part of the rear group of the, you know, sober Mallory militia. You know? No drinks, just got off of work. But I enjoy listening to you. Well, thank you. Yeah, what kind of work? Day, what kind
2: yeah. of work do you do, Edwin? What kind of work? Oh, I
6: work. Uh, I uh, make surgical scopes uh, for surgeries and stuff like that. Oh, so wow! Stuff. Yeah, I, I rebuild uh, them and stuff like that.
2: And how long does it take to make one of those surgical scopes?
6: Uh depends on which one, but it's usually you know working like two or three at the same time. I'm gonna say about you know, half a day, maybe four or five so, hours. So half a day,
2: and then how much do those sell for? It must sell for a lot of money. <laughs> I wish I knew. You don't even I must know?
6: doing know? myself.
2: <laughs> you, you never, you never went out. And you never went online and tried to figure out if you wanted to buy no. one.
6: Oh, okay. All right. No, I just all sit right. there and do my job and listen to you. You know, if I to right, listen well, that's, to stuff. Okay, all
2: right. Well, very good. All right. So, how can we help you, I Aben? Mean, what's on your mind? Uh,
6: I um, I, I don't think I agree with your whole celebration topic about you know the new rule that you want to set out the Mallard rule you know what i mean it's almost like yeah. a tuck rule but the Mallard rule
2: yeah that's right the mallet that's a great point the Mallard <laughs> rule i would enforce <laughs> taunting but only if you're down if you taunt and you're down by 3 or more touchdowns uh, i think you should be ejected but if does you're it matter-
6: if- does it if- matter what, what quarter
2: though uh, no i don't think it matters what quarter cuz cuz if you look at statistically and i know this is a gambler a team that mm-hmm. has a 3 touchdown lead you know, we, we all remember the times they blow it, but statistically, I think they win like 92% of the time, probably more than that. I'm, I'm pulling that number out of the sky, but it's a, I've seen the number before. It's a very high number. So when, you have a three, when you're down by three touchdowns, the chances of you coming back, you have like a less than 10% chance of coming back. Do you feel like that percentage
6: would go down without all the celebration? I feel like that's, a, that's an opportunity. To, to try to rile up the, your troops, whether it's defensive, offensive. I mean, I guess if if you wanted to put a rule on there, maybe the last half of the fourth quarter, you know, just kind of let it go. You get down by too much, but if the game is still long, I mean, at the end of the day, if you, if you're able to get your, get your teammates to be a little bit more energetic, make the next play, go ahead and, 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 you know, yeah. feed off your energy I don't think it should
2: be a problem. Uh, well no, so I, I support generally taunting. If the game was within reason, I think it's perfectly fine. but when uh, I've been to some NFL games in the past and I've watched enough on TV we all have where if you're watching the fourth quarter or the third quarter and the team's just getting destroyed, and then they and you got a guy get a sack, the stadium's half empty, everyone's gone home, and he does a little a little dance,
6: it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you said third quarter, fourth quarter. You see, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're. No, but I, I, I would, game. no,
2: no, I'm not hinging. Uh, or, 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 I'm not, I'm not. Uh, no, I, I'm standing by it. Uh, <laughs> all right, Edwin. Well, thank you for listening, thank you, man. Thank pretty, you. Uh, there he is uh, the great Edwin. A guy makes surgical scopes all night long. Well, not all night because he's off work from now. Uh, for now, let's go to Bring It Home, Jerome in Kansas City. A man that spent an hour and a half online at a In-N-Out burger on, was it Hollywood Boulevard or Sunset? I think it was on Sunset. There's that one In-N-Out burger there. What's going on?
4: Bringing home, Jerome. Ben, when you make baba ganoush, it makes me want to do a Whoopi Pie Blair. How about that? Wow. That's that's a lot of information. Hey, listen, uh, you're, you're, you're subject on taunting, and it's a... Uh... It's a very good subject to have right now because the football season will begin in about four weeks. And so you guys know I love all of you guys, uh, Ben, Coop, Eddie. You guys are all wonderful, wonderful guys. But in about four weeks, Roberto, I can't be your friend anymore. You're a Raiders fan. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, uh, now, Roberto, because, you know, I am. I'm. I'm somewhat of a taunter myself. I hope that you still have my Chiefs flag because I have a a great wager for you. If uh, the Raiders I threw, I
9: threw that crap away.
4: What? What?
2: That's a yeah. Kansas City Chiefs piece of memorabilia. That's very valuable. I used it to wipe my ass. Wow.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, what yeah, was the it, wa-
2: What was the wager going to be there? You going well, to have to I, wrap I was,
4: I was going to, because I, I'm sure Roberto doesn't have any confidence in his team beating the Chiefs this year. So if the if the Raiders or the Chiefs sweep one another, um, I would fly your little raggedy black and silver flag in my uh, sanctuary of my Chiefs game room. If the Raiders were to beat the Chiefs, I, we have we has to be twice because one one and one you know that's that's just head up but if you beat us twice or if we beat you twice yeah i want to i want to see my colors flying in your house roberto
2: yeah that never happened uh so he said no no roberto even if the raiders uh, beat the the chiefs yeah, and you yeah, have to do how it how it, it not? doesn't matter uh, he's he's not interested he's yeah, that,
9: he's- yeah.
4: I, I I would I would assume uh because he already knows whose flag will be flying where, but that's fine, Roberto. Listen, for four weeks, buddy, you're still my man, fifty grand. I love you guys much. <laughs> but uh but in four weeks it's on, Roberto. I'm looking forward to it. You got ben, it. man. Make the barbaganoosh, man. All
2: right, make the barbagnoosh. I'm gonna make it. Right, get out of here. Thank you. Bring it home, Jerome. Unacceptably bad. Unacceptably bad. Now that is something you don't often hear from an executive describing his team, but the acting general manager of the New York Metropolitan, Zach Scott, uh, has decided the fall guy for the Mets' recent swoon, their August swoon, has is not the medical staff, not the performance staff, uh, and he defended he defended the medical staff. The Mets have had a bunch of soft tissue injuries, uh, and they, they've had a, 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 str- a straight line around the building into the medical room there. And he decided to point the, fing- the finger at the players. All right, soft tissue issues that have uh, pro- caused problems there. Uh, now, he didn't single out any of the players specifically, but he assigned some of the injury blame to the Met players and not, and not the medical staff, saying that uh, you know, they were not being compliant with the medical staff's plans to keep them healthy. Uh, the Mets acting GM says in some cases, You can have the best plan, and if the plan's not followed, that's not going to necessarily yield a good result. So he's essentially saying his players do whatever they want, and they don't pay attention. That's why they're getting hurt. Uh, How is that going to go? You you know how delicate these players, baseball players in particular. Holy crap, are they delicate. Uh, All right, let's see see where that story goes. I like it, though. He didn't say, well, no, we're going to fire the trainer or somebody like that. No, he's like, well, they had a good plan. You know, it just happens that Francisco Lindor has a a bad oblique and Javi Baez, uh, he's got some kind of hip problem. And Michael Conforto and Jeff McNeil and Carlos Carrasco and all these other bozos have all been injured at one point or another. I mean, the the whole uh, Jacob DeGrom, forearm stiffness. Uh, which sounds sounds
7: dirty. Be sure to catch live editions of The Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
2: Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry, in media, sports, and more every week, explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the 5th Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zin. Find your Zin online or in a store near you at slash find. That's slash find. Warning this product contains
1: nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
3: We had a Hall of Famer pass away uh, in the NHL. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks Hall of Fame goalie Tony Esposito died at the age of 78 after a brief battle with pancreatic cancer. Uh, He played all but one of his 16 seasons in Chicago, three-time Vezina Trophy winner as the top goalie in the league. He won the Rookie of the Year back in 1970, all-time franchise leader for the Blackhawks in wins and shutouts, and his uh, 423 wins ranks 10th. In NHL history, he was inducted in the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1988. The same year, his number 35 was raised to the rafters there in Chicago. And I learned something, uh, a little trivia about Tony Esposito. Oh, I
2: I love trivia, Eddie. Uh, Let's
3: get get trivial. Let's get trivial. I mentioned that all but one of his 16 seasons were in Chicago. And I was usually, you know, maybe you play one season at the end of your career somewhere else. He actually played his first season in Montreal then was put on waivers Ooh. and claimed by the Blackhawks where he went on to have a Hall of Fame career, and you could say, well, how, did, how could Montreal screw it up so bad? Well, at the time, they had two goaltenders who both ended up in the Hall of Fame, Rogie Vachon and Gump Worsley. So did, there was no room for Tony Esposito, and that was the good fortune of the Blackhawks who ended up getting him, and uh, he goes on to have this amazing career, but unfortunately passing away at the age of 78, one of the legends of the Chicago Blackhawks.
2: Yes, uh, the the Esposito
3: family, big. In- yeah, that's right. His his brother also in the Hall of Fame, Phil.
2: Yeah. Now that that was an insider trading. I know the, the famous story with Roberto Clemente. You know that you remember that story where uh, Branch Rickey was with the, the the Brooklyn Dodgers and he left to go to to Pittsburgh, and he knew about Roberto Clemente in the Dodgers minor league system and was able to get Roberto Clemente away from the Brooklyn Dodgers because because uh, he had insider information. And uh, he took him to Pittsburgh, and he ended up being a Hall of Famer for the Buccos. So uh, anyway, it is the, the Ben Maller show. So going to timeout, that would be none other than Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, the Dodger that signed the forever contract. And uh, he is going bye-bye. Uh, he is going bye-bye. Uh, he is having another stint. but it, I guess it hasn't happened yet, but he's going on the – what we used to call the disabled list back in my day, but now the PC police have said it's an injured list. DIL. That sounds, that sounds better, I guess. Uh, so the, the Dodgers had this amazing lineup. They were so excited about – And everyone was together for exactly one game. Uh, Roberto, one game. (laughs) Uh, And uh, Justin Turner has a groin issue. So I don't know if he'll get one of Deshaun Watson's massage therapist to help him out or not. Probably not. Uh, And uh, Mookie Betts likely going back on timeout. But there was some good news for the Dodgers. They got back one of the key relief pitchers who they're going to need if they're going to win the World Series again. Corey canable is back from the he hadn't pitched since April
9: yeah so, he got he got hurt in that first series uh with the nationals at yeah the beginning of the year
2: well, well, well that guy always gets hurt he was with the Brewers he gets hurt when he pitches he pitches well usually but he's always hurt
9: well yeah so, he had Tommy john so last year he wasn't very good he was coming last year was coming back from Tommy john so usually it takes about a year to recover from that thing he was doing well so yeah. definitely gonna need him out of the bullpen yeah, you can't trade for anybody. That
2: that's that ship has left the port, and so you're not going to be able to trade. Mookie's anybody, the but. injury
9: is definitely not good. It doesn't look look like it's going to get any better until the off season, if that. Well, he, he better get. They signed him forever. <laughs> yeah.
2: Your daughter's gonna be married with seven kids by the time Mookie's done. Seriously, M- M- Mookie's being isn't he? Mookie being paid till he's like in his sixties or something like that, right? He's got that deferred money. Yeah,
9: yeah, yeah. These guys all have that deferred money.
2: Oh, that's great. Can I get that from Fox Sports Radio? Yeah. I'd like some some good deferred money. That would be great. I, I would love that. That would be wonderful. Yeah, but M- Mookie's just been like average. He's
9: just kind of average this year, isn't nothing. Well, big? he got his average up to around two seventy five, and uh. He keeps getting hurt, man. It's not good. Yeah, he just doesn't have the same razzle-dazzle that, uh, that he had. Uh, he was times. hot. He was hot when he came back uh, off the all-star break, but the injuries definitely not help the am f- here. I'm looking,
2: I'm looking at the full season. But, hey, the good thing is if he's back for the playoffs, he can hit the reset button, and all sins will be forgiven. All sins of the regular season will be forgiven with a strong playoff run. Time now for the instant trivia. We've got Mallard to the third degree. Here's the instant trivia. Uh, Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox is the second big league player to have two or more home runs and five or more RBIs within the first five innings in back-to-back games since RBI became an official stat in 1920. Jimenez joins me as the uh, only other player to pull off. Again, Eloy Jimenez... Of the White Sox, second big league player to have two or more home runs, five or more RBIs within the first five innings in back-to-back games since RBI became a stat in 1920. He joins Blank as the only other player to pull it off. That's the Insta Trivia, the answer.
7: Next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Listen up,
3: Maller Militia. The Ben Maller Show is the show of the people, by the people, for the people. Join the movement and follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, but he's more than the call screener. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. For
10: that amount of money, I'd get uh, uh, like a penis necklace tattooed on my neck.
3: And that amount of money was $5. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And here is the
2: Insta trivia. Eloy Jimenez of the White Sox running away with the American League Central. He is the second player to have two or more home runs, five or more runs batted in within the first five innings in back-to-back games since RBI became official. Went kosher back in 1920. He joins Blank as the only other player to pull it off. That is the question, and what is the answer? And so many answers coming in. Rapid fire. Fats from Philly says it's Half Pint's prison guard. That is the answer. Uh, who else do we have? Page down here. Uh, Bryce Harper from Mallor Prop Guy. Tony Armis from Miguel On fire, Tully Blanchard, guest by Rob in Vegas. Sam Ace Rostein from uh, Militia Twitter King. Uh, Harmon Killebrew from Raz Quit the Band. Palm Desert Rat going with J.T. Snow. David Hasselhoff from The Finn Fan, Uh, that is uh, their answer. Colonel Potter, legend from Milk man Mike Mile High Milkman uh, Mike Tony Gwynn, guest by the saucy guy uh, Kent to Colby from Alf the Alien Opiner late night drug tester going with Rob Wilfrong as his answer do you have an answer Eddie please
3: oh rob wilfrong That was a that's a nice pull solid name yeah uh let's go with Bobby Gritch Bobby Gritch it's is it bobby green. gritch
2: uh, no the correct answer from the Cincinnati Reds Lee May. Lee May back in 1969 in a doubleheader. He did it back to back games.
7: It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
10: All right, Kubaloo. Bruce Arian spoke with the media on Monday and told them that Antonio Brown is. Antonio Brown is playing at a speed that he was at four to five years ago. Ben, how do you like the chances of a comeback player of the year type season for Antonio Brown?
2: Uh, I'm going to go slim and none, right? Bruce Arians, number one, is the king of carnival barkers. Now, the smart money is that Arians is just rubbing the delicate ego of Antonio Brown. He knows that he likes to have a Deshaun Watson level massage. I'm pulling for Antonio Brown. I'll believe it when I said He's a he was a Hall of Famer uh, in Pittsburgh. He added a Super Bowl ring, but there's a lot of talent at the White Opposition. So I got to see this in action before I go any further. Uh, the words
10: mean nothing. Next. Bill Belichick attended this year's Hall of Fame ceremony and told reporters that he hopes to be back next year for one of the Patriots guys. Now, Ben Richard Seymour fell short this year. Uh, Vince Wilfork becomes eligible next year. Does either get in?
2: Well, based on my criteria, they both get in. These guys go into a smoke-filled room. They hold a conclave, but the formula, the Maller Hall of Fame formula, where you a you know you you would be a Hall of Famer, regular season MVP, defensive player of the year, all decade performer. Were you an All Pro? uh, They meet the criteria, so they both should be in the
10: Hall of Fame. Next. There are some uh, pundits out there suggesting that the NBA's longest tenured executive, Sam Presti, is attempting to replicate the process in OKC. Ben, could it be argued that this is the fastest way for a small market team to return to contention? All right, so first of all, Oklahoma City is trusting the process, and the NBA
2: doesn't care because they're Oklahoma City. It's a joke. I hate it. And it will not work just like it didn't work in Philadelphia. How did we do you pass this edition. That's
8: a winner!
0: The journey to a smoke free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor.